Hello, fantasy disc golf fans, and welcome to Chill This Days, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Matthew Williams, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chilliams and Instagram at Chill Disc Days. And I would like to officially welcome you to episode number nine of Chill Disc Days. And on today's episode, we have the old man slash old woman squad today. We're going to look at uh, the old reliable players, some of the more tenured, experienced players who can make a contribution on your fantasy squad. And the qualifications for our old man slash woman squad will be players who qualify for Masters Division. So 40 plus is what we will be looking at for our old man slash old woman squad today. But before we get into that, we are doing this a couple days after Christmas. So I just want to wish all of you, I hope you guys had a great holiday season. was able to spend some time with family, pets, loved ones. If you were fortunate enough to get some new discs and able to get a throw them, I hope they treated you kindly and were able to have uh, some, some nice time off, catch your breath a little bit and enjoy spending some time with loved ones. Before we did get into the show, I also wanted to take a little bit to uh, just kind of ask my listeners to to help a brother out over here. If you enjoy the show so far, uh, go ahead and give me a like, a share, give me a five stars to to quote Bamani Jones. If you give me four stars, I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. So go ahead and do five stars, whatever. Just a little bit of time helps out the show and. If you like other uh, fantasy sports as well, check out what we got going on at Sports Ethos. We've got a lot of great team sports, fantasy NBA. Today has been a big one for a while, but got a lot going over on at Sports Ethos. So just wanted to take a, a bit at the top of the show to give a shout out to everything in the fantasy realm we got over at Sports Ethos and just go ahead and do the do the social stuff for, for the show. Share, like, subscribe. All that good stuff to help make Chill Disc Days a poppin' fantasy resource for players come 2023. 2023 next year is right around the corner. Just got a week away, so let's get ready for fantasy next year. All right, now, to get into the old man slash old woman squad, this was inspired a little bit by Dan Bespris' old man squad, but I'd mentioned this is going to be a more literal approach. Um, The... Old man squad for for Dan Bespris is more kind of like the my guys, um, if you will. I know like the fantasy footballers have a my guys episode. And I think after I drop the fantasy draft guide, which speaking of January 15th, watch out. That's my target date. Got put a lot of work into this uh, fantasy draft guide. I got over, I think about 175 players is what I'm at right now. It's a pretty bulky draft guide, but January 15th, we will be looking at dropping that and might do a My Guys segment uh, around when that drops. But this will really be geared towards kind of like the Young Guns were the 18 and under. This will be really geared towards that age bracket of the 40 plus uh, in fantasy, uh, fantasy disc golf players who can make a contribution to your squad. So to start off, we are going to separate it. By MPO and FPO, we will start off with MPO. Number one on your list, I have David Felberg with quite 
the resume, one of the most accomplished players in the game. David Felberg is a seven-time major champion, 17 national tour wins, two-time player of the year, three-time PDGA points leader, three-time national series champion, winner of 11 country titles and over 100 professional wins. And I believe Paul Uliberry just passed him for the most unique players beat in his career. So beat a lot of different opponents over his career. Had a a very successful season. But in terms of fantasy, I think we have to look at kind of what he's done the last couple of years at the Elite Series and Majors, the Skip Ace events. Last season, he played three Skip Ace events, the Champions Cup Major, the Ledgestone Open, and USDGC placed 30th at the Champions Cup Major, 38th at Ledgestone, and 51st at USDGC. So three events, an average finish of 397 so I would say definitely uh, serviceable still. He can be a streamer for sure uh, if you if you have uh, an empty roster slot that tournament. I think you can, can he's looks like he's consistently been doing USDGC. So I think for sure on that one, you can count on him as a streamer option. Uh, last year, it looks like he played Idlewild, Jonesboro, and Waco. I'm sorry, 2021, he played those events. And then, yeah, last year was the Ledgestone Open along with the Champions Cup. So maybe he will make it to the uh, Champions Cup Major again. And then USDGC, I think I would bank on. But, yeah, if you got an empty roster slot, still got game, I think you can count on him to be in a contributor around, looks like he finished between 30 to 51st, so average finish in that 30 to 40 range, which when we were looking at our average waiver replacement values coming in around the 50s, so that would be an above-average fantasy performer. So David Felberg, go ahead and throw him on the streamer for USDGC for next season, and then keep an eye on potentially the Champions Cup major and what of if he ends up playing any other uh, elite series as well. Uh, think about scooping him up. He is a one of the old man squad who can make a contribution to your fantasy squad for 2023. Next up on the list, I had Michael Johansson, and he was a name that popped off the list when we did the UDIS stats categories with the lowest OB rate in the MPO field, like that three, like around three and a half uh, percent OB. So I uh, was a, a safe player, uh, playing it smart, playing good golf. He had five skip ace events last year with an average finish of 70 over those events. His best finish was 36th earlier at the year uh, at Texas State. So I think Michael Johansson could definitely be a potential, probably like a deeper league ad or streamer. You know, if you have a relatively shallow league, you know, with, you know, six to eight roster slots maybe four to eight players I don't know if it'll be an option but if you got a deep league for sure um, he could be you know he's not playing a ton of ton of skip base events he had five but um, over his career he over the last 10 years he's had an average finish of 22.67 
over 52 elite series and majors, one win, six podiums, 18 top 10s, 31 top 20s. It's really going to be looking at kind of like what his schedule is like if he's competing in a, more of the Masters division levels or whatnot. But I think uh, even when you do stream him with that average finish of 70, he is kind of a back-end streamer, deep league option, I would say. Um, I think D- David Feldberg definitely has more upside. Um, more championship level experience but Michael's a solid player solid safe and back and roster but I mean he's just a guy that's uh, really fun to watch play great attitude been at it for a long long time repping Discraft so if you are a Michael Johansson fan I don't see why not taking a flyer on him in deeper leagues when he is at an event maybe that you need to stream so uh, go ahead and keep an eye on him for next year if you're in a deeper league, I'd say. Next on the list, I had Scott Stokely. Um, Scott Stokely last year made 13 skip base events for an average finish of 75 and a half. I believe he will be in Europe next year. And I didn't mind confirming because I don't think he's a guy you need to worry about drafting I don't think he's going to be on tour this year and I know he just had that kind of Christmas special and I was with uh, family all day and I really wanted to catch some of the the players that he had up hop on that looked like a pretty cool list uh but Scott great uh great guy oh my gosh the the um GK Pro skins crazy forehand he hit for that ten thousand dollars that they ended up donating was a uh, great. I think he had a really cool year last year. I know he didn't donated a lot of that to a lot of his winnings to charity. And as far as a fantasy contributor, I think we can leave him off your list. I don't, I don't think you need to worry about streaming. I don't think he'll be participating next year, but I think we should uh, give a tip of the cap to Mr. Scott Stokely for the season he put up last year. You got to really give a kudos to him for coming out with a great attitude every event and trying to compete with uh, the young guns out there on tour. So uh, not a fantasy asset in 2023, but tip of the cap to Scott Stokely for his efforts in 2022. All right, next on the list, we got Johnny McRae. You gotta love Johnny. I know. He uh, he toyed, toyed with a lot of our hearts last year. He had the heart attack and was, you know, everyone was definitely concerned about his health definitely wasn't sure if he was going to make it back on tour but he ended up playing he got 68th at worlds and 127th at ledgestone over the last 10 years in elite series and majors he has 58 elite series and majors average finish at 23.13 with Six podiums, 25 top 10s, 35 top 20s. We'll see. In 2021, he had five elite series and majors with an average finish of 46 with two top 20s. So that would be kind of a a streamer-worthy player for the events that he played. So I think for Johnny... You definitely can look at him for Worlds and US, maybe USDGC, but that won't be in skip base with those being separated, so I wouldn't worry about that. Looks like 
yeah, I would put him on the uh, streamer list, kind of the back end, uh, more probably a deeper league looking, you know, he had the average finish around 46 in 2021. And then last year was at 97 and a half over his events, got 127th at Ledgestone and then 68th at World. So um, Johnny, I think will be a wait and see kind of guy. I want to see how you know how his health turns out. You know, it's got to be. I'm. I don't know what kind of like a ramp up after a heart attack. You know, you gotta have in disc golf. That's got to be a little concerning for sure. So I'm sure he's having kind of maybe just like a mental, a mental adjustment getting back out there. But he's definitely a guy who he's got a smooth, smooth swing, and is a really fun to watch play. So you know, wait and see if he ends up at Worlds. I feel like Worlds though you will probably have a majority of your players available those big events so you probably will be looking for less streamers necessarily so probably a wait and see guy you know if you end up if he ends up playing a elite series throughout the year that you might be missing a guy he could be worth a swing on just depends on your league but i'm just looking at his health man i'm hoping he has a a bounce back year, just feeling good, getting out there and uh, staying healthy. So Johnny McRae, probably not a big fantasy asset next year, but hopefully we could just see out him out there having fun, uh, putting up uh, some good golf. All right, next up on the list, we have Avery Jenkins. Avery, your 2009 world champion, a guy from a Frisbee family. His mom was a three-time world champion. Avery, uh, not doing as much on the competitive end. I know he's got a lot going on. Um, you've seen him with the Finding the Lines with Simon, that disc golf uh, series with him doing the disc golf park with Dismania, setting up courses, um, working with Dismania as a sales guy over there. So got a, a lot going on in the disc golf world that's not on the competitive end, but Wanted to put him on the list as a streamer for the European Open with that Disc Mania connection. He has been participating in that. Looks like the only elite series and majors you can really count on him to play in. So, you know, a lot of the players, as opposed to Worlds, where you will have a lot of your roster available, a lot of the European Open may not be as available. So there certainly are some more upside streamers that you could probably choose from, but if you are, you know, last minute struggling, got to pick a name just to fill a roster spot so you don't get that last place finish, uh, Avery's a, a solid choice. He got, you know, 95th at the European Open in 2022. He got 61st in 2019. And he got second at the PCS Open in 2019. So actually, Avery, uh, with the PCS Sula Open being an elite series in 2023, perhaps Avery could be a good streamer for PCS Sula Open as well as the European Open. So, um, you know, his his game's probably, you know, not as refined as it was in his heyday. But uh, I think, you know, there's not a ton of world champions on the waiver wire. So if you're looking at that European stretch, looking for some replacement options, 
he could be a guy you you take a swing on if you're in a if in a deeper league probably you know i think there's a lot of upside european players for sure that you could look at so definitely a, a name to keep in mind though if you're looking for an option at pcs or european open next year Next up, you have Steve Brinster from the New York area. Has an events page dating back to 1995. Steve, over the last 10 years, during 49 Elite Series and Majors, has one podium, one win, 11 top 10s, and 29 top 20s. Your 2013 USDGC champion, Steve, played the Green Mountain Championship and USDGC last year. So it looks like he could be a streamer for USDGC and Worlds, uh, with Worlds being at Smuggler's Notch next year. So uh, Steve Brinster, a quality option as a streamer for Worlds and USDGC. Placed 73rd at USDGC last year and 66 at GMC. And in 2021, he got 75th at USDGC and 108th at Worlds. So could potentially be another deep league stream of 30th in 2020. So uh, definitely going to be looking at USDGC and Worlds as a potential streamer for Mr. Brinster. And then next up will be a uh, couple guys I'm not uh, super familiar with, but I've seen their name pop up on some of the uh, master standings. You have Martin Hindle. He was 64th at LVC and Champions Cup Major last year. I uh, got 42nd at the Great Lakes Open, 108th at Ledgestone. And he is from Canada, so uh, don't know a ton about his game. I will put him on the wait-and-see list. It looks like his best finish was that 42nd. Then you had Justin Bunnell. Uh, no like Elite Series majors in 2022, but had some in 2021. Had 39th at LVC, 72nd at Jonesboro, 78th at Idlewild, 60th at Music City Open. Looks like he is from Tennessee, so uh, perhaps with the Music City Open being a Elite Series this year, you could look at Justin Bonella as potentially a streamer for that event, so that is something to keep an eye on. And then next up, I have uh, Steve Rico. It looks like Steve meet, uh, mainly competes in the Masters division now. Uh, he got fifth in Masters Worlds last year, but he did, he gets 61st at OTB Open, so OTB Open in California, he's from the California area, I think you could look at him as a streamer for the OTB Open, and it looks like he did win the LVC Masters division last year, so, you know, he could be a guy that if he is competing in the regular open division then take a look at him but it looks like he has been competing in the masters division uh, next up a guy i that looks like he has participated in quite a few events is alan wagner from iowa made 10 skip ace events for an average finish of 67.3 
Uh, looks like his best finish was 37th at Portland Open. Got 41st at DDO, 47th at Des Moines Challenge. So looks like a Midwest kind of guy. Um, you know, kind of looks like a back-end player with that average finish of 67. When we did the average waiver replacement, it was around the 50s. So um, I would say maybe a very deep league option. He has played a lot of events, but have to be a deep league option. Probably um, need to look more at his game to see if there is any any kind of upside there. But, you know, some of these uh, Masters Levels guys, I would, you know, definitely consider them as streamers for certain events. But those, like, consistent, you know, 60 to 80 place finishes, I don't think does a ton for your fantasy roster. So... Uh, you know, when you have like guys like David Felberg or, or uh, Steve Rico who can contribute at specific events, then then those are guys you're really targeting. But I think Alan uh, is, is going to be a wait and see him for me. Uh, you have Barry Schultz on the list. Yeah, I mean, that's a name up there with like Ken Climo, just one of the OGs. And to see his name even on the list was a little crazy to me. But he's still uh, been playing the USDGC. Um, he got 64th in 2022. He got 51st in 2021. He got 52nd in 2020. And 14th in 2019. He got 20th at the Las Vegas Challenge in 2019. So... I mean, Barry Schultz is one of the greats, so if you can stream him for USDGC, I think he, David Felberg, and Steve Rico will be very specific streamers for next season. So yeah, Barry Schultz uh, still putting up impressive performances uh, in his later stage of his career. Uh, But yeah, USDGC I think is the one You'll be targeting him, hoping hoping for a top fifty finish. I think if you get a top fifty finish from him, and and it's, that's that's the number you need. Um, shoot, go for it. And then uh, last name I have on the MPO side, I got Philo. Uh, Philo made five skip ace events in twenty twenty two for an average finish of ninety point two. His best finish was seventy first at Jonesboro. So. I think uh, we can leave Philo off fantasy rosters. I think, you know, just appreciate him and his career on the Disc Golf Network. And just want to put him on the list. I mean, he's still participating in a few events, but I think his, uh, you know, he got 86th at Waco, 107th at DDO, 95th at European Open, 92nd at Worlds, and that best finish is 71st. Um, great, great guy, great commentator former great player just not the uh, fantasy contributor that we are looking for but still still putting himself out there and and gotta love some philo but just not for fantasy next year all right and now to transition over to the fpo side and over here you're gonna have a lot of contributors a lot of players who will make an impact led by none other than own scoggins own putting up an incredible season last year making 13 skip base events for an average finish of 
had a run of four second place finishes in a, a five event stretch going second at Portland Open, 16th at the Preserve, second at Idlewild, second at Great Lakes Open, second at Ledgestone, and then finished off strong with third at US WDGC and third at Green Mountain Championships. So own uh, we've talked about her putting in the UDIS category really, really leading her the way. And I think, you know, that that putting should carry her to another successful season. I had her as a, let's see, in fantasy, I had her as a top 15 pick last year, despite those missed events. So I think that's pretty what you're looking in terms of her fantasy value is those missed events and making sure that you can replace those accordingly but if you're looking at own with a you know what she had an average finish of that 5.8 if you're looking at a seven and a half you know next year making 13 skipping ace events you'd be happy with that for own so definitely a uh, big contributor in fantasy you have sarah hokum still going strong probably a one of the safer fantasy picks next year you know still still going strong despite that forehand you know being theoretically more strenuous on the body i know uh chandler chandler kramer has uh, talked about that a little bit um but uh sarah hokum 12 skip ace events last season for an average finish of 12.1 so kind of around that uh, own level of the 12 to 13 events played average finish around 12 so she's still still going strong over her career during 124 elite series and majors and and these stats by the way are coming from stat mando i feel like uh should definitely give that a shout out when i'm looking at like these elite series and majors definitely looking up the stat mando info but 124 elite series and majors for Sarah Hocum, 13 wins, 54 podiums, 104 top 10s, 121 top 20s, 121 top 20s out of 124. That's crazy. Average place of 4.96. So historically been a top, top top five finisher last season coming in around 12. So I just think consistency on the FPO side, you're really looking at like consistent contributors. I think in terms of fantasy and total rankings with the MPO integrated I still had Sarah as a top 30 pick so on the FPO side yeah she's definitely a a solid player should have another successful season next year Juliana Corver next up on the year uh, on the list talking about accomplished her resume looks a little like five-time world champion four-time world flying disc overall world champion three-time double disc court world champion two-time freestyle players association world champion a disc golf hall of famer and uh, on her on her resume let's not forget the 2021 dgpt rookie of the year and pdj player of the year in 2021 so this lady knows how to frisbee and on one of my tweets recently, I had mentioned that New, uh, Newt was a good fantasy parent with Isaac. 
Juliana Corver. Oh, I'm going to give you guys a little teaser right here. If you've made it this far in the show, giving you a little uh, little teaser. Juliana Corver, combo pick. I have her as a great combo pick with none other than Kristen Tatar for next year. Of the seven skip ace events that Kristen missed last year, Juliana Corver made six of them with the exception of being the European Open, for an average finish of 10.17. So when we talk about per game versus total value, when you're able to pair a player like Juliana Corver, an experienced five-time champ with someone like Kristen Tatar, who never finished outside the podium last year, when you're able to fill those schedules together, what kind of player do those two make together when you complete that roster slot together? You know, both of them made 10 skip base events last year, and there were 17. So theoretically, two of them combined are essentially making one power player. So I, that's why I like combo picks. I think when you look at if their schedule kind of aligns like it did last year, that I, and that's a big factor is the schedules have to kind of align in a similar fashion as last year. But if Juliana's making the same events that Kristen missed, which was the middle stretch of like OTB Open, Portland Open, Preserve, Wild, Great Lakes Open, then I think uh, Juliana becomes an even greater asset when you pick pair her with Kristen. Um, for the overall season, Juliana Corver played 10 skip ace events for an average finish of 14.7. So... She was, in terms of the master level players on the FPO side, definitely making more of a significant impact on and then on the FPO, the MPO. Not in terms of, just in terms of events played, but also the average finish. So you're already seeing it. Sarah, own oh, Juliana. Next up on the list, another impact player, Jennifer Allen. Just coming off an Australian. Um, championship jennifer allen played in 10 skip base events as well last year with an average finish of 10.9 so coming in with a better finish than juliana she finished her worst finish was 21st at ledgestone but other than that she was definitely solid and a couple seventh place finishes got fifth at green mountain championships so, I mean, Jennifer Allen's a great player, got that exaggerated reach back. And in terms of combo picks, I'll do another one. I think she's a good combo pick with Henna and Evelina because those middle stretches as well for them. Missing Jonesboro, DDO, OTB Open, Portland Open. Henna and Evelina missed all of those. Jennifer Allen made all of those. Those four events for an average finish of 10.5 over that. So another combo pick. I really, really like Jennifer Allen with the finish duo of Henna and Evelina. And I think her game is is very solid. So she should, should be no reason for her to not have another uh, great year. 
And then next up, you have uh, Holly Finley. She played 15 skip base events, so she really made a big mark in consistency making a lot of the events with an average finish of 24.3. For the FPS side, our, our waiver replacement value was coming around the 30s. So, dude, Holly, uh, an above-average fantasy contributor making almost every event. Super fun player to watch. The uh, Duchess of Disc Golf, the model. Yeah, solid player to to watch i think she's another another player you you know she isn't really a combo pick you know making 15 events she could just be a a definite solid back into your fpo roster plug and play every every week um start holly and you have stephanie vincent she made six skip ace events last year for an average finish of 31.7 and it looks like she uh, she had a 30th, a 30th, a 31st, a 35th. And then she had a best finish 21st at Texas States, worst finish at 43rd at Ledgestone. So really kind of staying around that average waiver replacement value. So I think she could be a serviceable fill-in if you need an FPO player to plug in on um, some certain events that you might have a player missing. And to close out your list, we have Elaine King. Uh, Elaine, a fellow five-time world champion making the list is pretty wild, but she still competed in some events last year. She got 33rd at Waco and 26th at Texas States. And in 2021, played the... Delaware Disc Golf Challenge National Tour. So uh, I think she could be a potential streamer. She got, yeah, it looks like she's playing more A's, B's, C tiers. But anytime you can get a multi-time world champion on your team, I think she's a streamer to look out for. Uh, She looks like she played the Masters Division uh, Disc Golf World Championships last year, but did play a couple of Elite Series. So I'm throwing Elaine King on the list and, you know, average finish near 30. That's kind of near that waiver replacement value. So why not? Why not? All right. Well, that will do it for this episode of Chill Disc Days, a sports ethos presentation. Again, I am your host, Matthew Williams. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Chilliams and Instagram at Chill Disc Days next episode i actually don't know what we're gonna do um i know i mentioned we have the fantasy disc golf draft guide dropping hopefully around january 15th that's my target date and i still got to uh, check with sports ethos kind of figure out the preferred method of dropping that because it is a lengthy one so got to figure out that but we'll have hopefully something in store for you around the draft guide we might do like a my guys episode kind of relay some of the players i'm targeting in the draft guide and for the fantasy season because once that draft guide drops it's probably going to be getting pretty close to draft season we'll be around a month away we'll be trying to do hopefully some like mock drafts maybe a media mock draft do some other really draft prep i mean that's that's going to be go time that next month so Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be finalizing that draft guide. 
hopefully get a my guys episode out to you and then we're probably gonna be diving into draft season isn't it yeah this off season's been pretty crazy pretty fast and there's gonna be a lot to catch up on because we have a lot of movement a lot of movement with the players oh my gosh thomas gilbert just went from prodigy to thought space you have tons of people leaving innova you had maria leave um just tons of people leaving innova and you have gavin babcock announcing he was also leaving prodigy so that was a kind of a crazy one because he was really part of that core with gannon and alden and them so there's gonna be a lot to catch up on with the fantasy draft guide as well with the movements of players on different manufacturers so there's gonna be a lot going on uh over the next couple weeks before the draft guy drops and then once the draft guy drops we will be in full swing for a draft season getting excited for the season and then once the season gets started i know we'll for sure be doing those pre-tournament previews give you the Grip six, pick six, give you some of the price picks, picks, give you the start sits, and then we will do the after tournament reviews and kind of takeaways things for the waiver wire, some additions on that. So uh, big things are, are coming. The season is not as far away as it may seem. This off season has been pretty swift and it will only escalate as, as the Las Vegas challenge creeps closer. But I hope uh, all of you guys have a wonderful last week-ish of your 2022. I hope 2023 is is extra special for all of you. Gets off to a great start. Gets maybe snag an ace or something to start your year. Uh, would be a great way to get 2023 kicked off. But uh, yeah, like like review, share, chill, dis days. We're gonna have a big year next year. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening. And may all your bogeys become birdies.